Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Roofers and Shakers. Hello, everyone. Groovers and Shakers is back with episode 29, The Cumbia Experience. We are broadcasting from Long Beach, California, every last Sunday of the month. This is your host, Aldo, speaking, and I'm in the studio with my co-host, Adam45, yeah. along with special guest, DJ King Steady Beat. On today's show, I will be opening up with a set of some psychedelic cumbias, as well as some more modern cumbia sounds, followed by today's guest, DJ King Steady Beat, who will be closing out the show with some more cumbia fire. So keep it locked on Groovers and Shakers, and let's get back to the music. Cumbia! Para ti, Colombia! del río Sinú, yo pescaba una mañana y te presentaste tú como una fiel enviada. Ay, qué tan preciosa estabas, que adornabas a la playa. Ay, qué tan preciosa estabas, que adornabas a la playa. Aquí a la orilla del río, principio nuestro romance, tu corazón y el mío, unidos sabrán amarse. Las colondrinas volaban, que al verla se la cantaban, las colondrinas volaban, que al verla se la cantaban. Motivo de grata complacencia al hombre del disco de oro, Quique Bonfante. Llegaste de lo alto a darme esta inspiración Yo te estrechaba en mis brazos con cariño y emoción Ay, qué tan preciosa estabas, que adornabas a la playa Ay, qué tan preciosa estabas, que adornabas a la playa Aquí a la orilla del río, principio nuestro romance Tu corazón y el mío, juntos Hoy te he visto con tus libros caminando y tu carita de coqueta colegiala de mi amor. Sin pensar que al mirarte Solo por ti estoy sufriendo Colegiala de mi amor
será, que será, ay, que me digo y nadie sabe la verdad. ¿Cómo? ¿Qué será, que será, que será? Yo investigo y nadie sabe la verdad. Siete son los pecados capitales. Siete son los días de la semana. Siete son colores de la coiris. Siete son las notas de mi guitarra. ¿Qué será, que será, que será? Upa, yo investigo y nadie sabe la verdad. Ay, ¿qué será, que será, que será? Yo investigo y nadie sabe la verdad. Maravillas del mundo, siete son la parranda de Aureliano, siete son hijos de la niña luz, siete son las mujeres para uno, ay, qué será, qué será, qué será, upa, yo investigo y nadie sabe la verdad, ay, qué será, qué será, qué será, yo investigo y nadie sabe la verdad. Mira cómo goza.
sonando La trompeta cumbiampera Oye la, oye la sonando La trompeta cumbiampera Que está invitando señores A todo el mundo a gozar Cuando la trompeta suena Todos salen a bailar Oye la, oye la sonando La trompeta cumbiampera Sonar de una cumbia recostado en la arena Fue naciendo en mi sueño esta cumbia macua Y Gustavo Macondo se llevó la piragua Y ya dentro del agua no navegaba más Con su triste guitarra canta un hippie una cumbia Y es su canto del alma como un grito de angustia Mi cumbia rebelde es amor de una raza En mi cumbia se siente como un triste cantar Es la voz de mi viejo, una alegre maestranza Recuerdos que se sueltan, acordeones del alma Con su triste guitarra, canta un hippie una cumbia Y es su canto del alma como un grito de angustia Y las lindas hembras que para bailar Casita de pobre, ay disculpen Aquí solo reina la sinceridad Casita de pobre, ay disculpen Aquí solo reina la felicidad
anillo de oro En tu mano pondré como una prueba de mi gran amor Y una cabañita, mi amor te compraré Será tu palacio, oh reina de mi amor Bailemos esta cumbia colombiana Hasta que salga el sol por la mañana Bailemos esta cumbia colombiana Para mirar el sol por tu ventana Abre que Bailemos en la cumbia colombiana Hasta que salga el sol por la mañana Bailemos en la cumbia colombiana Para mirar el sol por tu Mexicana, te traigo esta canción Si bailas conmigo, te doy mi corazón El otro domingo, te llevo a Veracruz Pero en Acapulco, me entregarás tu amor Las morenas todas son buenas cuando de bailar se trata Porque mueven las caderas al son de la guacharaca Baila mi porro morena porque mi porro es alegre Porque mi porro es alegre Baila mi porro morena La mujer barranquillera baila con gracia y donaire También la cartagenera su cuerpo perfume el aire Baila mi porro morena porque mi porro es alegre Porque mi porro es alegre baila mi porro morena
Yes, yes. What's up? You're tuned into the sounds of Groovers and Shakers Radio. I hope you're digging today's episode. DJ Aldo in the mix, dropping some Latin culture on you. DJ Aldo, welcome back to the show. Thanks, man. First off, happy belated birthday. I texted you on your birthday to see what was up. I know you had a trip planned. I think you might have been getting ready for that. What did you get into on your birthday? Well, first of all, I just want to say thanks and also happy belated birthday to you as well because we're both Geminis. I yes. think we're like a week apart or a couple days or whatever. Yeah, but uh, we ended up going to Oceanside. Um, you know, we just got a nice little Airbnb out there and just chilled poolside, hung out, and, you know, just had a good time. Yeah, and I went on vacation shortly before you did. I took a little trip up to Big Bear. We had originally scheduled this episode to take place last month, That's but right. we put it on hold. We had a lot going on. I had a good time up there, came back to a completely different world, pretty much. A lot going on, a lot of protesting, Yep. a lot of positive things, though. You know, I think something good's going to come out of this. For sure. But when I was up there, I was pretty much off grid. I mean, I wasn't getting cell phone service. I wasn't watching television. So I was a little bit out of the loop there for a minute. What were things like here in Long Beach during that time? It all started Friday. That Friday, I believe, you know, when you were up there, it all kind of just started in L.A. Um, you know, people were just there was protests, of course, you know, uh, but then there's, you know, there was some looting going around, you know, some people that just weren't really for the cause. And it started yeah. in L.A. And then the following day, Saturday, that's when it kind of made its way to Long Beach and it ended up you know, uh, stores and plate businesses, you know, a lot of different spots ended up getting looted. It was just surreal to, to watch that go down live on television. And you're just seeing the cops just chilling there and people are just, it's just mayhem. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's pretty much what I came back to. But fortunately, the information came out fairly quickly that those people really had nothing to do with the protests that were going on. That's right. They weren't even from here. So there's a lot of people coming into our city and just fucking things up, taking advantage of the opportunity. Yep. So, you know, they can stay out of our city for all, for all I care. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But one thing I did see that was really positive was a lot of unity. I saw a lot of different types of people out in the streets, all races together in yep. solidarity. Unity. It gave me a lot of hope for the future. And one thing we've been about since day one on Groovers and Shakers is unity. Using music and art to bring people together. It transcends race. You know, genius transcends race. So I feel like it's a good starting point to, yep. uh, you know, get people together and move things forward. Yeah, man. I mean, Groovers and Shakers has always been, a you know, a show for the people, by the people, as I've always liked to say. And, you know, you're most definitely 
right about that. Music is a universal language, and that's what we do here. We we showcase music from all different backgrounds, and we're all about unity and accepting anyone, you know, for whoever they are, and just you know share music and just you know be positive. This music we're hearing right now is testament to that. Yep. You dropped a lot of heavy Latin tracks today. Thanks, man. I've DJed a lot of gigs with you over the years, and one thing I've noticed is that when you drop a lot of cumbia tracks at these parties, it always gets the dance floor going. <laughs> so what do you think it is about cumbia that always uh, has that effect on people? I think the music is just a good time, man. I mean, I remember growing up as a kid and just going with, you know, going with my family to, uh, you know, parties, and they would be playing, you know, those cumbia jams and... People just want to get on the dance floor and just have a good time. You know, oh, that's yeah. just what the music's about. It's about celebrating life and just having a good time, man. That's what's up, man. So can we get into that set list? I'm curious, what are some of the tracks that you played today? Yep. Let's see here. So the very first track I opened up with was Cumbia Sobre el Llano. That's by Ernesto Torrealba y su conjunto on Sonolux. That's from 1981. I believe that's a reissue. Um, I think there's another version and I think the song is probably from the 70s, honestly. And then once I started my set, I opened up with Belleza Sinuana. That's by El Combo Candela, and that's on Musart. That's from 1980. After that, I followed it up with Los Ilusionistas. That's, uh, the title of that track is Colegiala, Colegiala, and that's from 1978. Um, that's on Discos Eriba, and that's also a reissue. After that was Cumbia del Sol, and that's by Carmen Rivero y Sun Conjunto. That's on CBS from 1965. And then after that was one of my personal favorites, uh, Afro Sound, and that's La Danza de los Mirlos, which happens to be the title of the album, and that's on Fuentes from 1973. I love that one. Yep. And then after that was El Siete. That was by Lisandro Mesa. That's on RCA from 1989. And then after that was Conjunto Tropical Caribe. The title of that track was Si Te Vas De Mi, that's on DLV USA 1977. And then I followed it with La Trompeta Cumbiambera, that's by Hermes Nino y sus Colombian Boys. And the title of that album is El Cangrejito Playero, that's on Discos Latin International 1972. Uh, and then after that so was... so funny, man. It's just that title of that album is a mouthful, you know what uh, I mean? Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. And after that was Los Exitos, that's from, um, excuse me, after that was Los Exitos, and the title of that track was Cumbia Rebelde. And then I followed it up with Casita de Pobre, that's by Álvaro Bolivar, con Las Estrellas Marinas, on Emmy 1980. Another personal favorite was Los Estellos, that's called A Patricia, and that's on Odeon 1972, and that's from Peru. And then I followed it with Linda Mexicana, by Manuel Mantilla y su grupo, that's on Tucán 1985. And then after that was Romulo Caicedo y su conjunto. And the title of that track was Todas Son Buenas on Floor Mix. And then the last track I played was La Danza del Mono. And that's by Los Orientales. And that's from the uh, Bailando con la Dolores comp. That's on Caliente 1972. And I believe the 45 of that song is slightly different. I prefer this particular version myself. Word. So that was it. Nice set. Thank you. Hope everyone out there enjoyed it. So things have been starting to open back up lately. I actually went out to dinner for the first time in months recently. And did you do one of your gigs last night? I did. Yeah, we, uh, Jive Astritis came back. It's back. <laughs> All right. It is back, okay. man. How yeah. was it? It was cool. I mean, um, you know, obviously with this whole COVID thing, things have changed and, uh, you know, they're not operating, you know, the, the same as they were prior to all this, you know, stuff that happened. 
Um, so yeah, it's slightly different. I mean, you know, it's not as busy. You know, you gotta be in there. You you really can't be dancing. You, you can't. Um, not not so much. You know, they are enforcing the whole six feet apart rule, so they don't want really people gathering and dancing on the dance floor. Um, I did see people dancing like, you know, where they're at their table or wherever they're sitting or okay, you know. But in terms of like being on the dance floor, you know, none of that happened. But other than that, um, yeah, it was cool. You know, I mean. You know, it is what it is right now. So we're just singing in there and just, you know, still playing music for, you know, anyone who's, you know, going out to, you know, just have a good time. That's cool. I'm glad you're back in action. That's exciting. Yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right. I think it's about time to bring in this month's special guest. Oh, shit. He's been DJing and spinning Latin sounds for a long time. Yep. We're excited to have him here. King Steady Beat, welcome to the show. Thanks for inviting me, guys. Thank you very much. For sure, man. So I met you probably about seven or eight years ago at Barrio Funky when you were doing it at the Grand Star Jazz Club. It's, it's been a minute since you've been over there. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was back. Uh, I think I met you maybe within the first year that we had been doing the club. Chris Acosta was one of our residents at the time. And, yep. and you'd come in and watch him spin. And that's where I met you. And uh, yeah, it's, it was weird because when... All of a sudden, fast forward now, it's, it's you're you're still doing the mix, man. You're still doing your thing. Yeah, for sure. And I always had a good time when I was in there. You guys always played such great music. I even saw a lot of good musical performances. I saw Chicano Batman there. And yeah. that, that was like right when they were on the cusp, you know. I don't even think they were fully blown up at that point. They were on their they're starting they're on the ramp. They were getting exactly. on the ramp. Right there, they were getting on the ramp. And I'm pretty sure that show that you saw, the Commons opened for them. Oh, wow. So they were both on that ramp, you know. Uh, Buyo Pongo played there. Quitapenas played there. Uh, so many bands that now are there. That's dope. I know, man. That's so cool that we got to see them in that environment, too. Yep. Very small club. It's like... 200 capacity yeah uh, every every view from there it's like you're there they're yeah. in front of your very intimate for sure yes. for sure i even bought their records there and that was such a cool time yep did you decide to move that event from grand star jazz club are you actually doing it in long beach now is that right well no uh, what happened was um we started uh th- there was a, a couple different things that were going on during the time uh, there's a, I would say the the talent pool started drying up a little bit. And a lot of bands were moving on, mm. doing other. Uh, again, you got to understand what I was doing the club. I personally didn't start that club and say, "Listen, I'm going to do this. We're going to have this and this." No, it wasn't that way. Uh, that club started because we had, I had a reggae club there. Oh, okay. I had a reggae club called Intensified, and I did that club with uh, Jason Lawless, and I would have live reggae bands and and. Uh, and DJs, and and then um, so happens that one time Jason said, "Hey, listen, we should we should book very very careful." I said, "Yeah, you know, I, I'm I'm I work with them. I th- you know, I'd, I'd like you know, I'd work with them. I'd like to get work more with them. I think we should invite them in and maybe do a show. But how, how do you think it'll work out with with, with cumbia and reggae? I don't know. Let's do it. And that night." We did, the, we did that show at uh, Mr. T's, Mr. T's oh. uh, bowling alley up in Highland Park. And it was the Delirians and um, Very Be Careful. And I was DJing and I was DJing with Danny Holloway. And Danny was like, yeah, man, I like the stuff you're playing. It was good because I was mixing it up with some reggae and, DJ, and, and cumbia. And then from then on, it was like, okay, you know what? I think I'm going to change this club intensified and just call it 
Barrio Funky and call it something else because Jason wanted to move on and do something else. Mm-hmm. I said, I get it, bro. I get it. You know what I'm going to do is I'm just going to call it something different and change it up and keep the night at the Grand Star. Yeah. And that's how Barrio Funky started. And, and it was me and Alberto Soul. Alberto Soul actually came up with the name. And, um, and it was me, him, Jose, and Alex. And that's how it started. Now, in my personal thing, I was like, listen, let's get this club going, play some Latin music, book a band or whatever, and then you guys can run with it because I got to do other stuff. I'm busy doing other stuff, guys. Yeah. And they were like, sure. Uh, so they did like two, three nights, and Tony, the manager, called me. He goes, hey, listen, this is not happening. This is not working out. Really? Things are not working out so well. I said, okay, you know what? So I came back in. I said, okay, listen, I'm going to go ahead and start booking bands, and I'm going to start making it what it should be. And started sucking up a lot of my time. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, that's okay. You know what? I made it mine. I owned it. And then that's when I started branding it, started booking bands, getting you know good DJs coming in through there. And then before you knew it, it started blowing up. And we did a good eight-year run. Damn, that was so a, that's a long time. Run. Then after that... Um, so why did it end after eight years? After eight years, um, the club... Uh, it, it got a little complacent. We got a little like tired. Of, some of the DJs were tired of the club. Uh, there was not a lot of bands. I'm like, you know, some of the bands we were working with, they're like, you know, they moved, moved on. Uh, like I said, the, the, the talent pool was shrinking. It's like, you know what? So I gave it a break. We just kind of like, I, I stopped it for a bit. And there was another thing because the club, uh, it's nothing against them. It's just that after a while, you're like, you know, come on, you know, you shouldn't have a sound, man. Yeah, you should have a doorman, but I I had to pr- I had to uh, provide all of that. Right, I had to provide all that, and then one night, I remember one night I had a show, something fell through, something fell through, and then I called a buddy of mine that was associated through me through the radio. Uh, I do a radio show call on on Radio Core called Pirate of the Caribbean. Oh, okay. And I said, listen, I'm looking for this night. He goes, listen, call this guy Eddie at the Redwood. So I called Eddie. I said, Eddie, I'm looking for a night. This is a night. He goes, yeah, I think we could fit you in. So I, I did a night there, and, and that was like the first Barrio Beat. And it became okay. Barrio Beat after that. And then it was just me and another DJ. Kind of trimmed it down, and so I didn't have to do much. <laughs> yeah. Because I didn't have to, uh, you know, be the sound man. Exactly. I didn't have to hire a door person. They said, you can have every just, you know, we'll, have, we'll, we'll supply everything. Just bring in the bands and bring in your people. I'm like, great. And come on, the best thing for promoters like, hey man, let everyone else handle everything. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so, and and I've been doing that for like over a year. Okay, and where does that go down again? At the Redwood Bar. And when does it go down? Every second Saturday of the month, except for now. Where maybe we start might start it up on uh, maybe July because they're going to start doing the 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 sidewalk seating. You know, yeah, a lot of the bars yeah. are doing that now. It's all moving outdoors. They're opening their parking lot, boarding it up, and said, this is part because we need to be six feet separated. And I get it. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Whatever works, right? A lot of patios. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I do want to get more details about some of your upcoming gigs that may have been put on hold over the past couple months Yep. Uh, later on in the show. So what are we going to get into today? I'm excited to hear what kind of records you brought for us. Well, Aldo was asking me, uh, you know, some cumbia. I said, okay, cool. I think we got some cumbia. Oh, yeah. And... I like uh, I like some psych cumbia, some hell yeah, some, that's some trippy nice. stuff, some stuff off the beaten path you don't always hear. For yeah. sure. So I brought some of that, and and hopefully we can get into some of that, and hopefully you guys are gonna dig it. 
Oh, we're going to dig it. I like the sound of it already. <laughs> I, I myself, you know, I'm a collector. You're, we're all collectors. And sometimes we wonder, hey, is this good enough? Is this good yeah. enough? And, and some guys are afraid to play them out. I don't care. I'll play it out somewhere and play, oh, no one dancing. Who cares? Play the next one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I appreciate what? that confidence because I know what you mean, man. We always second guess ourselves. It's yeah. like sometimes we're our own worst critics. Exactly. And yep. you don't get stuck. And then the next day, I just should have done it. Exa- I just should have yeah. played it, you know, and, and we all go through that night. We're going through our records. I'm like, you pick a burner. You're like, ah, oh, not yet. Maybe later. Right. Really? Uh-huh. I'm like, really? Well, if not now, when, bro? Just bur- play it. Just go. You get <laughs> yep, more, yep. you know? It's, and, and you might not end up playing. And that's happened. You don't play because you're waiting for the right moment. That's and then happened. it never comes, huh? You know what? You create the right moment when you play. There you go. Right? <laughs> there you go. Because you don't make it. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I'm excited. I can't wait to get into it. Yep. You ready to get ready and cue up yes. your first track? Yes, man. All right, cool. Let's do it. So while DJ King's Steady Beat is getting ready and queuing up the first track don't forget jive ass fridays is back to the stash bar here in long beach every last friday of the month you can keep up with the latest jive ass fridays news by following us on instagram all right everyone we're gonna hop back into some more music this is special guest dj king steady beat on groovers and shakers drop those cumbia 45s let's go
Aló, regresa Enrique y su bajo. Allá voy. Uvis and shakers, man. Keep with it.
alegría y
Welcome back, everyone. You are now tuned into Groovers and Shakers Eclectic Radio, and you just heard some dope cumbia sounds by today's guest, DJ King's Steady Beat. And he's here with us in the studio. Welcome back, man. Hey, thanks a lot for having me, man. It was a very nice time playing and a pleasure playing some of these cumbias for you. Cumbia 45s. You killed it. Yeah, man. Thank you. Honestly, you had a lot of really nice selections within your set. Now, before we get into your set, you know, I want to touch on a couple of things you had mentioned earlier. Now, you did mention that you've been collecting records for some time and spinning records for some time. In addition to that, you've also been, um, you're also involved with the radio show. You also have a record label. I gotta ask, man, and you also have a lot of gigs. So I gotta ask, with all of this stuff going on, how do you maintain a schedule and how do you make time for all of that? Time management. <laughs> there you go. Usually my Mondays, my Mondays is the Mondays I used to strategize. Uh, Tuesdays and Wednesdays are the days that I actually put stuff into action. And then the rest of the week is, is it's working towards those goals that you created on Monday and Tuesday. And that's how you do it. Uh, if you just are scatterbrained and figure, let's all figure out when I'm going to do it and let's see if everything falls into place. Good luck. That's not going to happen, man. Yeah. <laughs> but I have a plan. And once you have a plan, you say, okay, this is what I'm going to do first, second, third, fourth. Great. You might do second and, and uh, third, and you might do third, second, but that's okay. You know, you're going to have some flexibility in what you're going to do in order to be successful. A lot of people don't understand that. And, and, and it's just like when people go into like a, a discussion or something, a lot of people are like, you know, I'm going to win this argument. That's they already lost by thinking yeah. they're going to win this argument. Right. You don't go into that thinking you're going to win. You go because it's you're basically setting the bar up too high. Right, right, right. So you go in. I'm going to reach an agreement. You reach an agreement. You walk away. You're like, yeah, we're all winners. Hey, man, yeah, that's simple true. Strategy, man. Honestly, that's really well said. Honestly, yeah, and that's something that you don't see a whole lot of these days either. You know, people want to win outright. It's everybody all wants to be right. It's exactly. like no, you. Can't. I mean, who who taught you that? What? Why? You have to have some black and white. You have to have some white and black. Otherwise, exactly. There's some. There's got to be compromise. There's got to be that gray area. Yeah. Yeah. You know? um, let's talk about your record label first. Um, Steady Beat Recordings. Now, I believe I read on your site that it started around '92, and that you basically started by just recording bands. Uh, I believe it was actually cassette tapes that you were making for them, if I'm not mistaken. 
Now, when you started doing this, was the idea of a record label something you were already thinking about? Or was that something that gradually happened as you started to do this? A friend of mine uh, approached me. He said, listen, because I was a DJ when I was 16, 17. Actually, I started DJing when I was 13, 14. But uh, 16, 17, I was doing you know, high school parties, backyard parties, et cetera, right? right. Uh, and then by the time you're 18, that fades away and you, you, you adult, you become something different. <laughs> yeah. When I was 21, a friend of mine approached me and said, hey, listen, I have a friend who's into ska. I'm like, ska? Like, well, dude, what's up with, that's like, that's, that happened already. He's like, well, he wants to do shows and he wants to bring bands in. And I'm like, oh, really? Well, let's talk about this. Cause I, you know, you got that bug. I want right. to do something going on. So, uh, I met the guy. He's like, listen, I want to do a live show with bands in backyards. I'm like, screw it. Let's do it. And then I said, uh, I had this other mentality with me. I had this promotional mentality. He just wanted to get bands to play and get the word out. It's like, listen, there's this scene happening in California, and his name was Ray Perez. I'm like, okay, Ray, we're going to get together, we're going to do it. But the first show we're going to do, we're going to get a stage. A stage? Why? I said, because I've been to these backyard parties, man, (laughs) and I know what it's like. And if you have a stage, guess what? It it gives it another element. It does. It makes it feel like you're real at some real place versus I'm at a backyard, I'm someone's garage or whatever. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So we, we built a stage. It cost about 200 bucks. His uncle built it. We ended up paying for it. But we made money at the end of the night. We bought a keg and we sold the cups for five bucks. That's nice. We had Orange Street and the Israelites play the first night. We, it was a success. We recorded it and that ended up being on a cassette. And what happened was after a while, I, I was the actual sound man at a lot of these little backyard gigs. And then uh, within a year, we went to the Hong Kong Cafe Still the sound man. Right. And I would ask all these bands, guys, you guys have anything recorded? And like, no. I said, well, let me record you guys and see what it sounds like. And if you guys want to get it out, we'll get it out somewhere or another. And that's how that the label started. It okay. was not like, here's my game plan. Right. I'm going to do this. Yeah, yeah No, no sure. man. I just wanted to help a band out to get the music out and, you know, make some money trying to sell cassettes. Nice, man. <laughs> out of your back, out of the back of your car. Yeah. And literally, I was going to like all these local record shops and consignment. Here's cassettes, cassettes. And then one distributor said, hey, listen, make a record put a 45 together and I started doing that and then the CD and then I was uh I actually had started a label without even thinking about it I actually have a comp that you gave me right in front of me right here um there's a lot of different groups on it is that how you became connected to a lot of these groups was through backyard parties and things like that no the comp you have uh I think I produced last year Uh, yeah that that was last year's comp okay and uh, my history is a little weird. Not weird, but it's long. Uh, the backyard parties that started in 92, by the time I was in 93, I was already doing clubs in Hong Kong at the, the Hong Kong Cafe. By 95, I was at the Las Palmas Theater, the Roxy, the Whiskey, the Troubadour, uh, the Alligator Lounge, BB uh, King's. I was doing all kinds of stuff all over the places. Um, and what I was doing is I was booking bands, getting shows together, and the revenue from that show, I would make records. I would put records out, and that's all I was doing up until, like, I'd say 98, 99, when Napster came about. Right. (laughs) And things kind of slowed down because a lot of the music I had put out um, started coming back because a lot of record shops shut down, and, and things were just not good in the music industry. It was bad. Yeah. All over the place, I knew people who were losing their jobs. It was just crazy. So I still forged on up until like 2003, 2004. 
2001, 2002, I, I started taking a back seat and just like, you know, I'm just going to stop for a while. I need a breather. I need to relax because the music industry really kicks your butt, man. People don't get it, but if you really in the mix, people, it'll kick your butt. I need to re- relax, take a breather, relax, and then gather my thoughts. And then I came back in 2007, 2008, um, doing the same thing I was doing, but not so much focused on um, the ska or reggae. Um, I did start a club, as I had mentioned before, called Intensified. Because uh, the first thing I did, I started a club called Club Fire, then Rockers on the Waterfront. Then I did the club Intensified with Lawless. And then from that point on, a lot of reggae bands started saying, hey, listen, let me let me play at your club and started connecting. And then, then at the same time, I wanted to do some more Latin stuff. And that's when Barrio Funky came in. And when Barrio Funky came in, that introduced me to a lot of other bands that I wasn't aware of because they are, they looked at me like, listen, that's a place where I can go play. Let me connect. And yeah. that's how I connected with a lot of bands because I had uh, an outlet and a venue for them. And from then, that's that's you run into all these different bands and some bands are good, some bands are not. Yeah. And at some point, you're like, oh, these are the bands I like. Yeah. And that's what happens. And that's the the that compilation is probably about two and a half years, maybe three years of all the records, all the 45s that I had produced. How do you determine, as far as finding new talent for the label, how do you determine if you want to put a certain band or artist on the label? Is there a specific sound you're looking for? I mean, it's got to be something else other than them being good, right? Yeah, there's, uh, and that's a good question because people always ask me, what are your criteria? I said, it's, it's a combination of things. One is I have to like you. I have to like the band. <laughs> yeah. I have to like the band. That's how we do like this you. show too. Yeah. True. yeah that's how we like book you. our guests. <laughs> yeah. Uh, two, if I don't know you, if I don't like you, if I hear something, I have to like it. And I'm like, wow, this is something that I can really get into and let me, and, and see, here, this is what happens. You've noticed that sometimes you like something what someone's doing. You meet the guy and the guy's a prick. You're like, oh, yeah. dude, you know what? Forget it. I, I thought we could work, but yeah. this is not going to happen. So then that's another thing. Can I work with you? Can, right. can, we, can we share ideas? Can we bounce ideas and get to the point we want to be at? Collaborate. Exactly. The, another point is ambition, patience. People have to know where they want to do, where they got to want to do it. And then they also have to know when to put the brake on. Mm-hmm. It's, I call it the gambler's rule. You know, Kenny Rogers, you got to know when to hold him, <laughs> fold him, walk away. Yeah. <laughs> know yeah. when to run. <laughs> so, Damn, I, I wasn't expecting a Kenny Rogers reference. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the way I look at it. And um, because I do get reference, uh, you know, uh, people saying, hey, listen, you got to listen to this. I listen to it. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's okay, but it's not what I'm looking for. Other times I'm looking for a certain sound that I, I, I want this and I can't find it. Right. And if I can't find it, guess what happens? I created. That's cool. And we're going to yeah. talk about what I created later. Cool. And I actually have a follow-up question to that, which is basically, what should we expect from Steady Beat Recordings in 2020? 2020, where this year uh, uh, we've already released uh, the Bricks and Sounds. They're out of Oaxaca. Oh, and nice. They're like the premier Jamaican ska jazz outfit out of Oaxaca. Okay. They're, they're it. Um, I put out that 45. And the other 45 put out Los Agrios. Los Agrios, they're an outfit from L.A., very 69 skinhead reggae vibe, organ-driven reggae, uh, very hot. These guys are on, they're, they're the, right now they're, they're the talk of the town. Nice. And uh, the 
I'm putting out this other project I, I've been working on myself. Like the same situation. It's like I can't find someone to do what I need to do, so I have to put it all together. And once I put it together, this uh, this project I've been working on for like a year and a half. Okay. Finally got it out. Finally got some music put together with a couple of players. Um, it was Roberto from Leche, Robert from Arise Roots, Ellington's, and uh, Norm slash Tomas from the Irie Beats, um, and Donald, uh, Soul Session number one from the Ellington's Melting Pot. We all got together. I said, here's my idea. Let's make it happen. Uh, and the, on the on that record, the only thing I play is the Mutron. Yeah, well, I'm on that record. <laughs> nice, <laughs> that's cool. Nice. So once you find the band, you have it recorded, you have it pressed up, it's all packaged, ready to go. What are your means of distributing these records? Well, I have some uh, local distribution uh, with Cobraside, and then I have uh, Japanese distribution. I have like three distributors in Japan. Uh, one distributor in England, one in, in France, one in Germany, and also like three in Mexico. So I'm trying to cover the bases. There's more out there, but you know, it's it's what people want. Yeah. What's the point of pushing something that people don't want? And yeah. sometimes, uh, basically, I'm if you ask for it, I'm there for you. But I'm not trying to trying to push something in a territory that no one really cares about. Listen but, to the stuff you want. That makes sense. Straight up, you know? Japan is big on stuff. Japan is big on stuff. I was just about to say that. The cool thing that you mentioned, Japan, is that I've actually seen... I was in Japan maybe uh, last year, excuse me. And I've actually met a couple of Japanese DJs in Japan that are really big, heavily influenced in just straight cumbia. That's all they spin. That's all they collect. They just spin cumbia, collect cumbia. And a lot of these cats that have these gigs out in Japan also have Japanese bands come through that are playing cumbia stuff, yeah. like straight up psyched out cumbia stuff that sounds like it's from Peru or Mexico <laughs> or whatever. And I'm just like, dude, these dudes are like Japanese playing this dope cumbia, just getting down, just grooving. And it's a really, really big market out there for the for the sound specifically. So uh, that's cool that you're doing it out there in Japan specifically. A, a big pusher of that scene you're talking about is Shin, Shin Mayata. He runs uh, Barrio Gold Records. I didn't know that, so that's cool. Yeah, he uh, years ago came out here, and, and I, I think he licensed a bunch of Rampart stuff and okay. started bringing a lot of that Chicana culture into Japan, okay. which kind of gave rise to the whole Japano, Japacholo. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Japano Cholo yeah, 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 yeah. scene. I mean, that guy's like really partially responsible for all that. Yeah. If, if, if you want to point the finger at someone, <laughs> Shin! <laughs> he's, uh, he's one of the distributors out in Japan, so he handles his... His, his action real good cool so let's uh switch gears here and let's talk about your radio show uh pirate of the caribbean ah uh, yes where you spin you know various genres of music how often do you do that and where is it broadcasted i do that the second and fourth thursday of every month uh, at 7 30 p.m it's broadcast out of radiocore.org via the TuneIn app i do it out of my home studio my home what i call record room and that that whole show came about because a friend of mine, Astro uh, One Thirty Eight, asked me, "Hey, come out and do a show with me, be my guest." And I played some of the jams. He was like, "Man, you should have your own show." Then I talked to the head boss of Radio Core, Richard. He's like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm down. I'd like to bring you on and got that show going." And and basically, that show specializes in everything that has to do with Caribbean music. It could be reggae, it could be ska, it could be cumbia, it could be salsa. Basically everything from Jamaica to Puerto Rico to Cuba, Costa Rica, Mexico. Basically the Caribbean is like a cradle 
right. of music for the rest of the world, really. For sure. You know? So um, anything that comes from the Caribbean or influence from the Caribbean, I play it on the radio show, and I've been doing that for about two and a half years already. That's dope, man. You mentioned that you do that radio show from your record room, so I got to ask... What is King Steady Beats record room like? Do you collect a lot of LPs? Is it more 45s? And I actually know the answer to this, but I'm hoping you can get into it, you know, for our listeners. I used to collect a lot of, uh, well, the, when I was 13, uh, one of the first records I bought, uh, there were 45s. It was El Chicano and Michael Jackson at a swap meet. And then that started, that's when I started collecting records. Uh, I didn't buy much 45s up until I was in I was 17 or 18. I would buy a lot of 45s, top 40 stuff, Prince stuff. Anything associated with Prince, I would buy. Uh, I was a big, big Prince fan back in the day. Anything that, you know, the time, Prince, the family, Sheila E., uh, Tina, yeah. you know, you name it. The dance Apollonia 6. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'd get on, into all that, and it wasn't until, like, maybe, like, my... Later teen years, I started buying a lot of albums. A lot of albums based on the music I was influenced when I was younger from my older brothers, and which would be Beatles, from Beatles to Led Zeppelin to uh, Jimi Hendrix, you name it, you name it. And that's not even mentioning the the influence I have from my parents. <laughs> my parents is another story, and that's when I started getting into more of the Latin music as I, I, I got older. But during my 20s, it was all collecting LPs, and it wasn't until uh, late 20s, early 30s where... I'd run into places where record shops were shutting down. I remember my barber shop, <laughs> true story, my barber yeah. shop. I walked in there one day and there were shelves of 45s. Oh, shit. I'm like, what happened? He goes, oh, that record shop down the street shut down and I bought all these records. I'm like, you selling them? He goes, yeah, for a dollar each. Yeah. What? So I'm not lying. That, for those shelves, I picked up a lot of, like, a lot of the Mexican cumbia I have. Wow. Like Fito Levares, La Gallina. Nice. A lot of this stuff now that's worth like 60, 100 bucks, whatever, for a dollar. And I remember yeah. buying them, like, I don't know when I'm going to play this, but it's good to have anyways because yeah. I know these songs. I've, I've heard them at quinceañeras. I've heard them at the weddings, you know? Yeah. And you, I, I picked up so much stuff there, literally, and I didn't play it for years. That's wild. Years. And it just sat there. And there's another record shop that shut down. So um, that's when I started picking up a lot of seven inches. And, and it hasn't stopped then, since then. About 12, 12 years, 12 years ago, I, ran, I met a guy in Mexico City, uh, uh, Alejandro Perrea. He passed away a couple of weeks ago by the COVID. It shocked oh, everybody. Man. It shocked everybody. He told me, he was like, hey, I might not. I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? You don't joke around like this. He's like, I'm not joking, but thank you for, for letting me know that. I'm like, whoa, it was, it was heartfelt when, when we had a conversation because Damn. within a week and a half, he was gone. And I didn't so think crazy. that was going to happen, bro. Yeah. It was insane. And uh, he was one of my first record dealers in Mexico. And he would sell me lots and lots until one time I'm like, you know, I'm just going to go down there and just buy everything and i was down there he he showed me all kinds of stuff and the last time i was down there he filmed me actually with him and his daughter his father me and his dad i was i was picking out records and i was asking his dad play them his dad was behind the turntable he was playing them and i say yeah i like that one or i don't like that one (laughs) yeah yeah i walked away like i don't want to talk about how much money i spent that insane because you don't think about money when you're buying records you just think about you gonna get all these records Yeah, and, for um, sure. And I'm, I'm sure your money went a long way, too. Back right? then, yes. Oh, yeah. Now, uh, I don't know if it's because of me or other DJs that, you know, when you play songs, 
uh, other DJs hear them like I want that song, and other yeah. DJs hear that song. Before you know it, that record is going to go up through the roof, and you're like, "What happened? Why? Why? <laughs> like you know, you guys. Oh yeah, we were just sure. talking about that earlier. Especially two years lately. ago, you'd buy that record for five, eight dollars. Now it's like twelve and fifteen. You're like, "Why, dude? It's the same record. It's out of control right now. Yeah, for but sure. that's good because there's more collectors now. Yeah, exactly. yeah. So I want to um, just bring it back to your radio show one more time and just. Um, ask, do you ever have guests as far as your radio show? Yeah, I've had some guests in the past. Um, not many, uh, probably like three or four. And those usually are the guys that I've been DJing with. And they're like uh, my um, my resident DJs at some of the clubs I do. Because I do a bunch of different uh, joints uh, throughout LA and Long Beach. And usually that's what it is. It's either Nathan or Chibo. And you know some of these guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Those are the homies. Alex, Shout out. Uh, you know, just those guys are basically the ones that, you know, for sure. come in. So you weren't playing earlier when you said that set was going to be psychedelic. I loved it. I love those sounds, the tremolo, the wah-wah effect. Man, it was all fire. Uh, you did a few interesting things, too. Like, you surprised me. You you dropped one, 45, and you played it at 33 RPMs. Man, yeah. that was so dope. Little, <laughs> little interesting trick, little flavor on your set. Well, it keeps you guessing. What song is it? It's you're not gonna guess. It's uh, it's on a, it's, a, it's on a different dimension. <laughs> and it was so crazy because it sounded like it was meant to be played at that speed. It did. It was so dope. Like, how did you discover that? Like, when you were playing it, how? When did you decide, man? I got to drop this at 33 RPMs. When I first heard it. When I first heard, it, I said, "This sounds too fast. Let uh-huh. me drop it down." I'm like, "This sounds right." <laughs> simple as that. Yeah, simple yeah, as that. Yeah. And really, it sounded too fast. It sounded like these guys were like on a nicotine fit or something. Yeah. I don't know. Like, check, 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 check. I'm like, dude, what happened? I slowed it down. I'm like, and I thought, well, maybe this is supposed to be on 33, but they put it on 45. I flipped it. I'm like, nope, nope, it's all 45. Let's yeah. throw it on 33. And another thing I noticed is you dropped something and I saw the label and I, and I asked you, I said, is this a recent release? Because the label didn't look like anything I'd ever seen. Is that the one with the females on the label? Exactly. It was the one with the females on it. <laughs> yeah, and um, you mentioned to weird. me that that wasn't the label. Can you tell me what was going on with that release? That's a Sony Leto record. That's basically a, re- a Mexican DJ record uh, that Mexican DJs would play that they'd get. And they'd cover the label with that. Just like Jamaican DJs do. They don't want people to know who, who it is. Yeah. And that's one of those records. And sometimes when I go down to some of my uh, sellers down, they're like, here's, here's a new lot of stuff. Come look through it. I'll look through it. And I'm like, yeah, these are the ones I want. Yeah, the ones that are all covered up, huh? <laughs> yeah, pull those apart. And this one, and sometimes I'll, I'll listen maybe literally 10 seconds of them and then put it away. And then once I get home, weeks later, I'll go through everything. Literally, maybe about a year ago, I found something that I had gone through that I hadn't even looked through right, for two years. And it was fire. I'm like, oh, this is why you do it. Hell yeah. Um, so that song is, um, yeah, it was one of the songs. Uh, it, I know the name. It's called Martha Cecilia. Uh-huh. But, you know, that's why they do it. It's just like, you know, no one needs to know. And when you hear it, and when yeah. you heard it, what'd you say? <laughs> when I heard it, man, I was like, damn, I see why they covered this up. I see why nobody, <laughs> why they didn't want anyone to know what it was because it was such fire. I'm sure they wanted to keep that one a secret. That shit was like funky psychedelic cumbia right there yeah it was like a spooky it was like a spooky yep. organ vibe yep. yeah hell yeah. yeah i love that type of stuff <laughs> you didn't even hear the b-side but that's okay next time yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe we can hear it after we're done the show done with the show 
So are there any songs from your set that you want to, uh, you know, any highlights or, or any tracks that you want to uh, give the titles of? Well, yeah, you know, we could start off with the first song. The okay. first song yeah, is yeah. interesting because it's called Cumbia Sobre el Mar. And it's by uh, Cumbias en Moog. They're f- f- very popular for doing that song, um, Cumbia de Sal. Oh, okay. Cumbia de Sal, they do that song, right? But this is the B-side of the original record. It's the original promo from Fuentes. Usually when people buy this record, it's a peerless copy, the Mexican press. And the B-side is uh, Cumbia Profeta by, I think, Sonora de Namita. Okay. I've I've yet to find or know anyone who has the B-side of the original. And that's why this is a pretty rare one, because it's actually the B-side of the original. Mm -hmm. Um, Then uh, I jumped into... Los Mirlos was in there. Uh, uh, Cumbia con Guitarra, that one is in there. Uh, there's a couple ones in there. Uh, Guns of Navarone in Cumbia. Yeah, that's right. You were talking about that one, right? The, yeah. The Western uh, flip on this Cumbia, right? Cumbia yeah, track. it was a Western 60s movie. Yeah. And uh, the way I know it is because there was a, a, a ska song, the ska version of it. And then I saw this Cumbia version. I'm like, that's what it sounds like. It sounds pretty dope. I like yeah. it. And then in that set, there was also a, a band called La Fuerza. That was that the, the record had to throw down to 33. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you the mm-hmm. name of the yeah. song. You <laughs> That's cool. That's out. cool. We, we like to keep some secrets on here, too. Yeah. Keep what people were, guessing. What were some of the uh, countries, some of these um, you know, 45s that you played were out of? Most of them were Mexico, Colombia, and Peru. And one was from Boyle Heights. Nice. Mm. What? Boy, <laughs> that was Spaghetti Cumbia in that set, too. Okay. Nice. Hell yeah. The Wawa guitar track. I love it. I love it. So, COVID 19 obviously, you know, shut down a lot of gigs for a lot of DJs these days. Fortunately, a lot of gigs are starting to come back, like all those gigs. I'm really happy to hear about that. What gigs do you have going on? Is there anything that was put on hold that's now coming back? Uh, what What do you have that people can look forward to coming up? Well, a lot of stuff was put on hold. Barrio Beat was put on hold, which was the second Saturday. Uh, Babalu to Boogaloo was put on hold, which was the first Saturday. Um, let's see, what else? Voodoo was put on hold, which was the first uh, Friday. The second Friday was this Soul Tropical, when I, which I do with Dennis Owens, was put on hold. Every Tuesday at Mescaleta was put on hold. Mm-hmm. Um, everything was put on hold. There was a, a lot of different gigs that was just like s- freeze. So now the only thing that's come back is um, Mescalero. I'm doing, I, I moved from Tuesdays to Fridays there and s- until further notice and see what happens then. Uh, everyone else is kind of waiting to see what happens. I've got a tentative gig put together at a, a supply and demand uh, in August and one in at the Paramount in September. But again, we don't know what's going to happen. It right. might just yeah. be like planning and then, oh, forget about it. Let's move on to the next thing. So everything's kind of touch and go. Julie, I'll post stuff on the, my Instagram or Facebook or wherever. What's your handle so people can stay in the loop with that? That's easy. King Steady Beat. Uh-huh. Uh, you can just find it on Facebook, King Steady Beat, Instagram or Twitter. I don't have uh, TikTok. Sorry. <laughs> I don't either. I know that's all the rage right now. Though. Yeah. I'm not TikToking. Nah. King Steady Beat, I want to thank you one more time for coming on this show. That set was such fire. Man, you really blessed our listeners today. So we really thank appreciate you. it. You're our first guest uh, since COVID 19, too, that we've oh, had back. You know, it was put on hold for us, too. So, you know, this is really exciting to have you here with us today. So Definitely. thank you again. Thank you. Now, before we get out of here, 
you're going to play one last track to close out the show. Can you please tell us what that's going to be? Yeah, well, uh, since we've been put away for a long time, literally for a while, uh, it gave me time to finish up some some two songs that I've been working on for a while. With um, I've been looking for someone to put this together, and I couldn't find it, so I I got some bands, to, uh, I got some players together, and I literally went to like three bass players and a couple percussionists until I found the right guys to do what I needed to do, and. During the shutdown, I was able to put it all together, get it mixed, get it done, get it mastered, and ready to rock and roll. And one song is called Coco Cookie, and the other song is called Supersonic. Uh. These are, I'll be honest, these are covers of obscure psychedelic cumbia songs that you've probably never heard. And when you hear these, you're like, oh, that's new. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think today uh, I'm going to be playing, I'll be playing not Supersonic, I'll be playing Coco Cookie. All right, all right. And that's with King Steadbeat and the Royal Palms, which make up Robert, Roberto, Donald, and Tom. Exclusive shit coming up. That's right, yes. world premiere. All right, once again, King Steadybeat, thank you again for coming through and just blessing us with this amazing set, man. We really appreciate you coming down. Thank you guys for letting me come out here and do my thing with you guys. Appreciate sure. it very much. Thanks again for everyone listening. Don't forget to rate our show on whatever platform you are listening from. We're on Apple Podcasts, Mixcloud, and SoundCloud at Groovers and Shakers. We appreciate your feedback. You can also keep up with the latest Groovers and Shakers news by following us on Instagram at Groovers and Shakers. Thanks again for tuning in, and we will be back next month with a brand new episode. Peace out, everyone. Peace. Peace.